Hi, hello and welcome. This is the Zonecast where we interview emerging Canadian professionals, entrepreneurs and academics. And today we have with us on the show Tom Kaur. He's the president of Ontario Centers of Excellence. Hi, Tom. How are you? Welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. I'm doing fine. Thank you. Perfect. So um, uh, I want to learn more about your background. Can you tell us about your professional and personal background? Sure. So I spent my whole bulk of my career in the private sector in the computer business, both uh, with large firms when I started my career early in life, and then as an entrepreneur uh, for about 15 years of, of my career, uh, and did two startups, both in the software space, one in uh, communications, managing communications in the banking systems over the internet, and the other one uh, was a company that did application generation technology to make it easier for programmers to program. Perfect. And uh, can you tell us more about uh, OCE, what it does, what it's, uh, what's the mandate? Sure. So we're in our 31st year. We were formed originally as seven different centers, and each of the centers had a focus on bringing industry and academia together around a certain sector, ranging from manufacturing to IT to water, nanotech, and so on. And basically what the mandate of these centers were was to facilitate getting expertise in universities and colleges and research hospitals into the hands of companies, both big ones and small ones, so they could have the expertise and the technologies that they need in order to grow and create economic outcomes for the companies and for the province of Ontario. So we're very much a matchmaker between companies, the private sector, and the uh, academic institutions, again, including research hospitals, uh, to get them to work together to get new intellectual property developed, uh, which would result in the companies being able to commercialize their resultant intellectual property and create exports and jobs uh, for the province of Ontario. And about 13 years ago, uh, the centers that remained at that point in time were all merged into a single entity, and that's what OCE is today. So one thing that's happening uh, in May is the uh, Discovery Conference mm-hmm. organized by OCE. So can you tell us more about this uh, conference? Yeah, the conference has been going on for a good number of years now. Basically what it is, it's a conference that we hold once a year, and it's to bring the whole ecosystem together in Ontario and, and beyond. So last year we had about 3,600 attendees and about 450 Booths and each of the booths had companies that we had supported on behalf of the province by providing uh, funding to them, uh, spin-off companies coming out of places like Ryerson, the DMZ, and, and so on, but all across Ontario. So basically, what we brought together was industry, academia, uh, the research sector, the venture capital community, governments, and and organizations from all over the world that wanted to find a vehicle to get into the province of Ontario to access some of the great talent uh, that we have here. So it's a good celebration over a year and a, of a day and a half, I should say, to see what's been going on in the province over the last year, get a handle on some of these exciting companies that are being created that we've had the privilege of supporting, and uh, and give people a good idea of, of what's going on. So we're really uh, we're really pleased with what it what it does. So for how many years has this conference been happening? I think we're in our 13th year. Yeah. 13th year. We wow. just had our 13th year and our 14th is coming up next year. 
And what kind of speakers will you have at this uh, upcoming conference? And- Don't know about the upcoming one. Last year we were uh, we had Sophia, of course, which is the uh, uh, the robot, uh, which has been featured on TV shows for many many years, and and the capabilities that she has, both in terms of the robotics and looking and acting and showing the emotions of a human being, coupled with uh, artificial intelligence and and her ability to enter into a dialogue and answer questions. So uh, that was a great experience. And the actual builder of Sophie actually was there from Hong Kong, but in the form of a, in real time, of a hologram. So we got a double whammy. We got a, a lot of people hadn't seen a full-sized hologram before in a presentation, which was very exciting for others. And then secondly, seeing Sophia, the, uh, the AI robot, full-sized uh, speak and engage with the audience was really something to see. So every year it's something different and it ranges mostly talking about new technologies, where various areas are going from healthcare to manufacturing, artificial intelligence, big data, and so on. So we bring experts in from all over the world. Uh, what's going to be showing in May, I don't know yet because I'm not sure it's been firmed up yet, but I'm sure it'll be as exciting as it was last year. Okay. So, from what you mentioned, it definitely sounds like OCE is def- uh, is definitely the center of research and innovation uh, that's happening in Canada, uh, along with different uh, organizations like universities, incubators, hospitals. So, what is your view of uh, uh, Canada's uh, science and innovation landscape? Well, I think that I've seen it evolve over the last 10 or so years, or 15 years now that I've been involved in it. Uh, both at OCE and previously uh, with the University of Waterloo and the University of Toronto at the University of Waterloo as the AVP of commercialization for the university and also I was CEO of the Accelerator Centre and at the University of Toronto as as a director of the technology transfer group within the uh, university in the last almost nine years here. So uh, Prior to that, being in the private sector, I wasn't that much involved in it, other than a little business that my companies did in that space. But I had an opportunity now to see the big picture and see what's going on at some of the great universities. So there's so much more to offer, especially for young entrepreneurs. You've seen what's happening in places like DMZ at Ryerson and Boss, the uh, Waterloo and the Accelerator Center, Waterloo and, and Communitech and Mars and Invest Ottawa. So all of these resources are now available to young entrepreneurs to help get the mentoring and support and the financing that they need to build companies. And 15 or 20 years ago, that simply wasn't there. So I think we've really come a long way in terms of a couple of things, giving young graduates from universities and colleges the opportunity to build their own companies and create their own jobs. And secondarily, to help facilitate the interaction between industry and academic institutions and research hospitals so that they can easily get IP uh, developed that they can commercialize, help grow their companies, create jobs and create exports and and economic benefits for the province. So things are growing massively and this isn't just in Ontario but all across Canada. Um, Can you tell us more about uh, the uh, different uh, funding opportunities and programs that are offered by OCE? Sure. So the programs that we have, a lot of them are focused on the funding of industry academic collaboration. So if we're dealing with an industry partner, which could be a one-person startup, or it could be IBM or Siemens or GE at the other end of the spectrum, if they want to engage with a university or a college or a research hospital to get IP developed 
that they can take on and commercialize, then we have a whole suite of programs that are focused on providing and matchmaking between the company and the academic institutions, and also uh, co-funding with the academic institution, or I should say with industry, funding to the academic institution to get the IP developed that the company will be commercializing and creating the economic outcomes around. So that goes back to our main mandate that we've had for 30-some years now. Beyond that, as the economy's changed, there's a lot more that we're doing. So we're doing things like having a seed fund to help early-stage companies that are spin-offs may or may not have come out of an academic institution. They don't have to have, but providing them that first uh, seed round of capital to help them grow and help them on their way. We have internship programs to help take uh, uh, graduates or near graduates at universities and colleges, uh, get their first jobs in companies that need that expertise. And about 70% of them that go to work in these companies for an internship end up getting full-time jobs. So that's a great outcome, both for the company and, and for, the, uh, for the graduate. So we've got that going on. We fund uh, many of the incubators in the province is 44 that we fund that are either dedicated incubators like the DMZs and the Velocities where they're part of an academic institution or an arm of an academic institution and the, the other organizations which comprise of all the uh, universities and colleges in the province, the ones that are too small, about 18 of them have got their own uh, incubators, if you will. The rest of them, typically the smaller colleges, have got the ability to uh, work with us to help create entrepreneurship programs that they can do teaching to the students in-house where they don't have a dedicated incubator. So it, it exposes everybody to uh, entrepreneurship as an option for their careers as opposed to going to work for a big company. So we got that going as well. And then beyond that, the province has identified a number of areas where there is a, a need to be able to build and grow on expertise that the province has. So areas like high-speed communications around 5G, we have a large program going with Quebec and the uh, federal government uh, in the area of $400 million to provide a platform uh, 5G capability that small companies in Quebec and Ontario can use to develop applications so that when 5G is available commercially around the world, they're ahead of the curve and have got products they can sell into it. We've got another one that builds on our presence in, in the automotive sector in Ontario, which is, of course is our biggest uh, economic sector uh, around uh, autonomous and connected vehicles. And working with the uh, companies in Ontario, the smaller ones that want a chance to create technologies that could be adopted by the OEMs or the large automobile manufacturers. So we have a big program going around that. We have one around cybersecurity. So we have a lot going on that, that although if you sort of peel back the skin on the individual programs, they look very much like the programs we've been running for years. And there's an internship component, there's an industry academic component, there's funding for startups within it, but they're all dedicated within these various sectors like 5G and connected on autonomous vehicles and cybersecurity and so on. So what we're trying to do is really build on the strength that this province has in terms of our skills and our industrial expertise and uh, move that forward uh, as well as we can. Mm -hmm. So, um, what's your partnership with IBM like? What kind of collaboration do you have with okay. the IBM? Uh, the, the, the programs that I just mentioned around 5G and so on, the first one that we did was in fact with IBM. And it was around uh, big data, high performance computing, and artificial intelligence. So that one started a few years ago. And what that one does 
is allow small companies access to things like the Blue Gene, which is IBM's high-performance computers, which are located now in Toronto. It allows them access to the IBM cloud. It allows them access to the Watson, which is now uh, located here in Toronto, the Watson AI technology. So what it's doing is giving small companies and startups, people and companies that are in places like DMZ, for example, give them access to these kinds of resources, not only the computing power, but also the expertise at IBM. They can get access to the stuff at no cost, so they can build out applications using high-performance computing and using artificial intelligence and resources that simply weren't available to them before. And if they were available on any basis, they were expo expensive. Typically, these small early-stage companies couldn't afford them anyway. So that's what we're doing with the IBM project. Mm -hmm. So recently, the um, government announced that it won't be able to fund some uh, university campus expansion projects because they want to balance the budget. Um, are such decisions also going to impact the funding that OCE receives to support innovation? They, they could. I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. These programs that we run primarily are provincial programs that we administer on behalf of the province. We also do the same with the federal government. So we'll see. I mean, the reality is the government's in a tough situation fiscally, and it's got to have to make cuts and, and get more efficient across the board. So I imagine we're going to be seeing some of that as everybody else is as well, and, and uh, that's probably some of the price that we all have to pay uh, to get the books of the province back in order. Mm -hmm. And uh, any new initiatives the OCE will be working in in the next few months or next uh, year or so? I think the ones that I mentioned around the automotive, uh, the 5G, are just being put into place now, and they'll be in production in the new year in terms of be people being able to get access to the 5G platform to start developing applications. And, and as I mentioned, we expect to have about a thousand companies using that technical platform and the expertise available from the companies that are helping building it up for us. Uh, so that's going to be very exciting to see that happen. Uh, the autonomous and connected vehicles, we've got places around the province uh, where we've got places like Waterloo who are working on data collection uh, for autonomous vehicles. The city of Stratford has got an Internet of Things application where people will be able to test the technologies in, in real life automobiles on real life streets in Stratford. That'll be kicked off uh, next year. So there's a lot coming down the pipe. It takes a long time to put these partnerships into place and get everybody mm -hmm. up and going. So I think it's pretty exciting what's coming down. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I'm curious about is to, is to see how Canada compares with other countries like U.S. or European countries in supporting uh, technological innovation, scientific innovation, and entrepreneurship. So do you think uh, Canada is head-to-head -head with uh, other uh, countries in North America and Europe? No, we're way behind. Uh, we're about 17th out of the uh, the top 20 companies in the world, we've been pretty stagnant. And where we tend to fail is companies in Canada, Canadian companies rank very, very low when it comes to uh, research and corporate research and development that they do. Some of that is in part because we're still, to some degree, a branch plan economy where there's head offices in other countries around the world and the companies that are here are basically branch, branch operations. And so in many cases, the research and development tends to be close to home, be it in the States or Germany or Sweden or wherever it may be. So we've still got a long way to go. And, and uh, I think uh, the, the, the funding 
and the interest by the provinces, all of them across the board, is very strongly moving innovation forward because that's how we're going to succeed on a worldwide basis by creating companies that can sell their products on a worldwide basis, typically around new technologies. But we've still got a long way to go in terms of getting the Canadian companies uh, to adopt new technologies and spend more money on developing new technologies and so they can stay ahead. We're not doing very well at all compared to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully, uh, over time, this may change and the, uh, the competitive position in terms of innovation may improve, hopefully, over time. I think it will, but it takes, it takes you know, corporate commitments to make this stuff happen. You know, we can, we can create the environment and the infrastructure around it. Our universities are a lot more willing and able to work with industry than ever before. You've got organizations like OCE supporting the whole infrastructure on innovation in the province. But at the end of the day, it's really up to industry to, to use those resources that are available to them to get new IP developed so they can grow and be competitive on a worldwide basis. And if they don't do more of that, then we're still going to be lagging behind. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, Tom, it has been uh, very nice speaking with you and learning about OCE. Um, how can people learn more about this uh, upcoming uh, Discovery Conference? Just go to our website and, and uh, you'll find it there. And hopefully we'll have some announcements real soon about the speakers that we'll have at this year's Discovery in May. Perfect. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. Thank you very much. Perfect. Listeners, uh, thank you so much for listening to Zonecast. And please do stay tuned for more episodes.